Welcome back to this week's episode of Men of the Machine. I'm Kevin. Now I'm Craig. And no, I will not be speed running my conversation there. That was just to get through what we're doing. Back with Watchmen, Chapter Trace. But we have to get a PB. A PB? A personal best. Ah. Yeah. Some speed running lingo. Is personal best, in our case, purely time-based, or does the score count too? Oh, it's only time-based unless... Unless you're, like, playing a game where you, like, have to reach a specific, like, set point, but then it's Just probably, speed. like, get all the points. Oh, all right. Well, then, uh, so, we yeah, see no, the Black Freighter. Uh, Dr. Manhattan gets accused of cancer. He leaves. Earth goes to Mars. End of story. Oh, yeah. Okay. Speed run. Personal that's best. been Men of the Machine. <laughs> see, that's why you got to go for the score. You got to go for the flavor. Well, speedrunners don't care about score. Yeah, that's why speedrunning's dumb, stupid idiots. I mean... It really depends on the game. Some are actually really I have a friend who's really into it, and he's trying to speedrun Hollow Knight, the uh, boss rush it's called. Um, I never played Hollow Knight. I have Neither it. I. I'm going to give it a try because it's a side-scroller. I love those. But you know, if I'm just play, it's like Super Mario World. If I wanted to, get the cape from Donut World, Donut Plains 1, and just moink, moink, moink through 80% of the levels. Or even worse get 10% into the game, go to Star World, end up outside Bowser's Castle, beat the game. Where's the fun? Well, that's only if you're doing any percent. Right. There's different categories. You can do 100%, do pure time, you can do all the bonuses. Bosses only. Bosses only, which you couldn't do in Mario World because I mean, how could you do that? You couldn't do that. Hmm. You can't get to every boss without going through the game. Uh, yeah, there's no Star Worlds for all the bosses. Yeah, that's true. Still stupid. I stand by how stupid it is, okay? I'm not doing it. <laughs> Because then I'd just be through all the levels. Where's the fun? I dropped the book there, sorry. All right, Watchmen. Talking about watching men. If you had the ing, it changes the what we're going for there. Yep. So I suppose I'll pull out on that one. And go into... And nuke the Ruskies. Yeah, nuking the Ruskies is right. So... This issue is called The Judge of All Earth, Chapter 3 of Watchmen, or Issue 3. I actually like that they call them chapters, even though that kind of goes against my ranting against graphic novels. The fact that he calls them chapters. Does the original? Yeah, it calls them chapters in the issues. I had that one when I had the first issue open. Um, but the, it opens up, we finally get the Black Freighter, uh, Curse of the Black Freighter, I believe the comic's called. Actually, you can see it. Tales of the Black Freighter. Oh yeah, yeah. You can they they put freaking detail in it in the back of it. Actually, that's kind of cool. I the didn't light notice method. That. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Either. Oh, workout method for Ozzy Mandeus. I never even seen that. That's freaking awesome. And then you also get a lot of like this is one of those things that's just really cool. You get a lot of the background stuff they're putting in. So obviously, uh, the st start of this is they're building um, fallout shelters all around. I'm assuming the country, but we're only seeing the one because. Uh, the beginning of this issue is the newsman, the newspaper guy, basically being the whole, I hear everything, I see everything, the world's doomed. Like, you know, we gotta take care of every man for himself. He's being a real tool bag. Yeah, yeah, this is one of those old dudes that, well, um, frankly, we see a lot of them where we work. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. But he's also, he's doing two things. One is he's claiming that he knows everything and he's the smartest man ever, which is what everyone thinks of their own profession. You know, you ask a carpenter, and they're like, well, without us, where would your houses be? And then you ask a plumber, and he's like, you need water. You know, he's just being another one of those 
well, I mean, obviously my profession, he's justifying his profession and claiming he's the smartest, but also, yeah, he's reading every headline and being a real um, Debbie Downer yeah. about where the world is. He's being a real scared boy and claiming that, you know, we can handle it. And he actually, at one point, I can't remember how early it is, he's like propping up Nixon as being like super able to handle this. He's the guy who I want in charge. Uh, I wonder if it's in this oh, very first Here's section. another thing I didn't notice. Uh, oh, yeah, right there. Uh, frame. The uh, the Nova Express. How sick is Dick? Oh yeah, talking about you know Nixon. Is he because kind of like FDR had polio and stuff? You know how is he doing? But also that's what I got distracted. It's going over. There's tons of background bullshit. Um, like up at the top, you'll see the not top thing that comes into play. That's what the thugs are. The the gangsters in the in this book. The oh. the, the crime group. They're up there in the back. You see Promethean Cab Company. You hear that later when the guy recommends to. Miss Jupiter. Oh. Hey, you know, use this cab company. Missing writer. Missing writer up there in the top. That's uh, Castro to blame. You know, what's going on there? It, it's ev the, the amount of stuff that they're just dropping in the background is actually really freaking cool. But also, what's the issue that uh, the Doomsday Prepper guys come to pick up? I was just wondering if I could see it. Oh, uh, he is picking up uh, the new Frontiersman. The new, yeah, and I can't see it on there, but it was worth looking at. But anyways, yeah, so we finally get the, so they're, they're installing fallout shelters, which is cool, and the whole purpose of that is what the newspaper guy is talking about. The end of the world's coming, in, or not the end of the world, but uh, war. War is on, yeah. the, is on the cusp. Meanwhile, this young kid, who maybe gets a little over-stereotypicalized of a, of a black youth at the time, but... Alan Moore yeah. being a white dude in London, I don't expect him, but he just says jive turkey all the time. Job ass. Yeah. <laughs> at one point he says, shit. Yeah, shit. And you're like, come on, Alan. But anyways, <laughs> oh, that was great. He's reading Tales of the Black Freighter, which I actually got in, into a discussion with the, my, my local comic book shop owner. He hates, that's his least favorite part of the book. He's like, Watchmen, Flawless, Curse, Tales of the Black Freighter, remove it from the book and it's a better book. I disagree. I actually really, really like this as it goes on, um, and the fact that I get to read a comic in a comic is kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's just neat. And he does, it continues the trend, which I'm going to stop saying, because I'll say it every time, of telling multiple stories and having them relay to the panels at hand. And oh, yeah. it does that with the Black Freighter. Super heavy. Uh, Super heavy. It's actually like two or three times in this issue alone that we'll do the, the back and forth. As we like mentioned in the last two mm -hmm. uh, uh cast we did mm -hmm. where we'll flip frames but still have like a the prevailing text. dialogue from one of them right but i think for the sake of not only time but clarity um let's get the black freighter out of the way um it's kind of hard to tell two or three stories at once when reading the comic that's true as we found out so in this in this opening thing you get issue number one of the black freighter literally it's told like a comic book and at the end of this you actually hear the young kid explain ex exclaim like Oh man, coming next month. This ain't even a full story. I ain't paying for this. Which is... Ain't nobody got time for that. Which is an actual way people treat comic books. I've seen all the time. I have a couple friends who are trade only now because they refuse to buy, like, a single issue. Like, oh, why? I want to read the whole story. Yeah. I don't want to buy an issue. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we're in the Netflix era where yeah. there's always instant gratification and people are now binging everything as yeah. their uh, preferred oh one of my buddies so dc universe they do their shows uh i think hulu used to i don't think they do it anymore they do weekly releases apple tv is doing it disney plus is doing it with the mandalorian 
weekly releases of their TV shows. It's what it's what it been what HBO's been doing. Is that how HBO did it on their website? They, uh, yeah. Do, so do like, they have streaming exclusives though? That's what I mean. Oh, streaming exclusives. Stre- yeah. So even some streaming exclusive sites are doing weekly releases. Oh yeah. DC Universe and Disney Plus, and he hates it. He's like, "Give me what I want, and give me like his literal wording was, "I just want the show. Give it to me so I can watch it all." And I'm like, "You're not entitled to this. Like, just they're gonna come out with it when they're ready to release it, regardless of how their schedule goes." I don't care if they film it all at once and edit it all at once, and they could. Point is, this is how they're cho- choosing to do it. Accept it. Don't be a jerk. I actually like both. I like, like, when the Dragon Prince Season 3 came out. That was, like, eight episodes. Yeah. I watched it in a weekend, and it was great. Yeah. But then, like, uh, The Mandalorian or the new Watchmen show on yeah. HBO, that I can just... I have something to look forward to, right. and it's like, oh... This came out Sunday night, so Monday after I get home from work, I have something to watch. Right. But I, I just don't like the air of, like, well, now that it has happened a few times, I deserve it. And like, no, you don't. I yeah. want it now. Yeah, yeah, I want this, the Golden Goose. This isn't J.G. Wentworth, 877 Cash Now, okay? You gotta wait. You gotta put in the time. I hate it. It makes me so mad. But anyways, that's what this kid is doing. He's like, well, what the F? This freaking, it says, to be continued at the end of it, I want the whole story. He's like, what, the French toast? Right, she, yeah. And the version of the Black Freighter we get here, the issue number one, is the the main character, whose name you don't get yet, actually. No, not yet. He was on a ship. The Black Freighter is the villain of this mini comic book. Came through, destroyed his ship. And he was in the water, and he, you know, closed his eyes to die, to sink and drown. And he wakes up on shore. And he's going on about how this unstoppable foe, you know, the Black Freighter, this murderous... Oh, they describe what the boat looks like. It has hanging heads all along the front of the bow of the ship uh, that their eyes have been pecked out by gulls, the lips are cracked, and it says they're saying... um, what is it that they're saying? No use, all's lost. They're obviously not saying that, but that's like when you look at those dead-ass heads, the, the the head on a pike for like medieval times, all's lost. This ship is clearly just murdering everyone in its path. Yar. Yeah, yar, sorry. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot the yar. And he, you know, let himself die in the ocean, but then he wakes up on shore, dead bodies, body parts, uh, broken pieces of the ship, rope, just all this mess, and there's seagulls going around, pecking everything and eating everything which actually had my favorite quote uh that that they're kind of using at the time this is all going along with the newspaper reader exclaiming how the world's going so bad and it says reader take comfort in the or take comfort from this in hell at least the goals are contented i'm like (laughs) yeah all right all right like that's sort of a sunny side up thing like yeah everything's destroyed and ruined and we're all gonna die but like someone is benefiting from it I do want to also point out that we all during this we also do finally get uh, dialogue from the end is nigh guy. Oh, right, 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 right. So, um, yeah. So we'll come back to the Black Freighter a little later. I just didn't want to try to overlay back and forth with it. Um, he's washed up on shore. Uh, all of his crew's dead. Boats all to pieces, and he is just worrying about his family. Like that, the Black Freighter is going to get to town, murder everyone I know and love. And keep on going, and I'm just out here on an island, like I. But he does say, at least I'm alive. He does say that, like he's aware enough to be like, I, I, I guess it's cool that I'm alive. Everything else has gone to shit. But anyways, 
This guy is uh, uh, ranting on. He's an old fat man with a sweet bowler cap, or what? What do you call that hat? The like newspaper stand hat. Uh, Newspapers for sale. I'd probably call it a newsy hat. I don't newsy. know. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually like a <laughs> no, real name. If there's it. a real name for the hat, but newsy hat is the, perfect. The newsies. It's like a golfer hat, sort of from back then. Not now, obviously. People just wear baseball caps, but it's, it's like, like that old. It's like the hat that my boss wears. He has that hat? Yeah, he has Oh, yeah, hat. he does have that hat. Yeah. I was like, who's your ball? Oh, my God. But, yeah, yeah, Adam does wear stuff like that. But, anyways, shout out to Adam. Yeah, yeah, he totally listens. <laughs> he loves Watchmen. Uh, I'm going to start using this a lot more. For instance, as F apostrophe R apostrophe instance. I've been, a, I've been a, aggressively using uh, contractions and stuff at work for fun, like Udav and stuff like that. It's just cooler. It's just a way more fun. Oh, like you would have? Yeah, you'd have. It's, uh, I used another one that was like four words, and I can't remember what it was, but I was really proud of myself. And I've also been doing the dash, like make a da funnies. Hmm. I, I've, I've been using that a lot, too, just for fun. Oh, I like, uh, uh, you all would, yelled. Yelled. Yelled of. That's the one I used. You got me there. Yelled of. Yelled of. You all would have. Um, so, anyways... Uh, he's ranting, you know, listen, I see every goddamn front page in the world. I absorb information. I miss nothing. Nothing. Uh, and he, he's basically just being a, uh, oh, the people up top are just causing things. I sell more uh, papers when disasters happens. Can you explain that? It's like, well, yeah, people want to know. Uh, yeah. Tides come in, tides go out. Yeah, can't explain can't, that. Can't explain that. I've been saying that so much recently. It's a good one yeah. to kind of in people's faces when they're being incredulous. You're like, come on. you. This is how ridiculous you sound. He's, uh... He does have a little catchphrase mm. in a final analysis. Yeah, all the time he's saying it in a final analysis. And actually that comes back at the end, which is really nice. But um, we see the end is nigh come up as he's going on and on and on. I mean, I'm not trying to cut short two pages, but literally it's just over and over again. I know what's going on. We're going to go to war, but don't you worry about it. Old tricky dick is going to take care of us. <laughs> and uh, the end is nigh comes up and he's wondering, he's looking for a paper. And it doesn't explicitly say this. But I get the general idea that the paper he's after is the conspiracy nut paper, the National Enquirer type paper. It, yeah, called the, the... New Frontiersman. Like, it just seems... And he's the only one who gets it, it sounds like. Yeah. You know, do you have mine? He's like, yeah, I hold it for you. Yeah, it's like the, the New York Post. Yeah. The basic... Wait, is the New York Post a crazy person's? I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Washington Post is a normal one, right? Yeah, WAPO is normal. New York Post is like the, 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 um, the sort of right-wing... Uh, not quite TMZ, but it it oh, okay. borders on that kind of content. As opposed to talking about a bill, they talk yeah. about Nancy it's like. Pelosi did you hear down. about the secret love child from uh, right. Joe Biden? Okay, that yeah. makes more. Okay, so that was exactly what I was going for. The yeah. National Enquirer is yeah. almost the same. National Enquirer is the one that had the freaking Bat Boy on the front yeah. back in the day. But the New York Post is like more like. The political version of that. Oh, okay. It's yes. just trying to stir up dirt that's not dirt that doesn't need to happen, but it creates opinions. Yeah, like, oh, blah, 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 AOC did this, and Amazon, blah, blah, blah. This is an opinion that you won't actually go fact-checked or anything. Yeah. And you enjoy it, and you love it, and it's true. It's all true. Yeah, it's all Because you can't true. lie in a newspaper. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Also, I just noticed that the building... Uh, Behind them is the Institute for Extraspatial Studies. Yeah, and we, the, uh, some of that classic uh, low-key Alan Moore uh, foreshadowing, you get a lot more of that kind of stuff in a minute um, when Dan and Sally are walking down the street. Not Sally, Lori. 
Lori. Keep yeah. doing that. Yeah. I'll learn one of these. By issue eight, I'll have Lori like. Speaking of Lori. Oh, wait, hold on. This is important. Um, okay. So, yeah, he says, uh, how, so obviously, the end is nigh guy is the, the ultimate, you know, everything's going to shit. He says, uh, how's the end of the world coming? He says, oh, it'll happen today. I've seen signs. National Examiner reported a two-headed cat born in Queens. Today for certain. And he's like, you'll keep my paper for me. I actually thought this was really funny. <laughs> you'll keep my paper for me tomorrow. Oh, sure, sure, I will. No sweat. Have a nice day. And then he gives you two panels of the guy just pouring himself a coffee. <laughs> the guy comes back up, taps on my shoulder, and goes, you won't forget. And he spits out all his coffee. And I don't know why. I just thought that was funny as hell. This guy's clearly, like, harasses him for this paper every day. I thought that was great. But anyways... Uh, yeah, Lori. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. So, she's, if you've seen the movie, this is the hottest scene in the whole movie. Um, she's, uh, getting frisky with her, with her boyfriend, Dr. Manhattan. And she's getting, there's two blue hands on her face, and she's like, oh, you should be getting ready for your show. He's like, don't worry about it, baby. We got plenty of time. And then all of a sudden... There's a third hand. There's a third hand that comes up, and she's not real quite paying attention um, she says, you know, licking your finger, it's like licking a flashlight battery, and then all of a sudden she realizes there's two Dr. Manhattans on top of her, which, again, she is definitely overreacting. If you could get two, if I could have two Frannies, or Franny have two me's, I hope, it'd be hot as hell, especially if they looked like that. They don't, they don't skimp on the muscles for this guy. Oh, yeah, he, he's literally Adonis. That, that's, yeah, he is the... Uh, peak of of male form, I guess is what, it is. and I'm okay with that. Which maybe might be especially a look at those large areolas, like shit. Uh, he rolled he rolled a solid d d6 on that one. <laughs> got got the top. Uh, so what he's doing? That's a fatal joke, by the way. It's a role playing game, and I feel like if I just say he rolled a d6, people are like, oh, that was dumb. Yeah. So you gotta probably. explain it just a little bit. You can roll for areola size in that game. Never play that game. It just no, go, I'm gonna. Go play D&D 5th Edition. I gotta, I gotta reach out, find people willing to take the 7 to 10 hours to create our characters, and then the 7 to 10 hours to set the scene, then we play. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be great. So she's pissed, freaking out that he's there, and then she's like, well, you know, he's like, don't upset. Or don't get upset, it's okay. She does calm down a little bit. She's like, okay, you know what? Overreacted startled me it was a little spooky which in her defense it would be you think you're in a room with just your guy your guy there's another guy and then she turns around and there's a third version of <laughs> yeah. him doing work yeah which it, what is he no doing? not sexy time work actual work yeah yeah the other two were putting in work this yeah. guy's going to work so and then that's where she gets really pissed off she's like how long have you been working in here and he's like Lori, just this is really interesting and i don't know how to under like perceive it so all three of the Dr. Manhattans talk. They like there's not one that is the one, but they all emote differently. Yeah, so I it's noticed kind that of too. like which one is John? Is it the one that's talking at the moment? Does he have the ability to be all three of them at once? So the serious one is talking but also doing his work. Is the guy who's concerned yada yada? Because like she's screaming about it. The one doing his job is stone faced, and the one trying to talk her down is like worried, like concerned. Hey, you know, oh, just try to understand what's going on here. And they actually flip, they, they like, as it's going through. Now the one in the door is stern-faced, and the one talking over here with the blue text uh, is trying to calm her down again, you know, we're at a necessary yeah. point in my job. He can kind of, like, jump through which one's him. It's, I don't think it's explicitly clear how it works. I think there's three different conclusions you can come from this. First one would be, uh, 
He creates multiple versions of himself, but he's conscious throughout all of them. Like quantum entanglement. Yeah. You know, something happens to one, it happens to the other. He could create just copies of himself that are poofed into existence and then poof out to existence. Meeseeks. Meeseeks. Yeah, I was about to say Meeseeks. Kirkman's brand Meeseeks. These guys don't have a lot of personality. Or, which I think this is a possibility because we're seeing different emotes throughout them, he could be partitioning different parts of his personality and brain into different oh, vessels. Oh, hey, here's like a work John, who's the serious one, and yep. here's my emotional John, and here, like, and here's Randy John, who just wants yeah. to get it in, like Inside Out. If all the, oh, you said Randy, and then I took it to a kids movie. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that anymore. Yeah, it's like Randy John. Yeah, yeah, sex. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, but that. Huh. Well, you're trying to apply a kids movie to a sex scene. No, no, I, no, I stopped. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> oh, no. I, I think it was me. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I think the way I'm going to choose to take it is that he has he can move his actual consciousness through them as he sees fit, and the other ones go on to like a quote-unquote autopilot. So the one that's talking is his core conscious. And then, you know, he kind of offloads to the rest. I think that's how I'm going to take it. But they're fluid. They're, like, nothing. I'm going with Meeseeks. You're going with Meeseeks? Me All right. Meeseeks is fair. <laughs> but she's super pissed. And he, she, like, this one's a cool one where it finally shows you some of the things Dr. Manhattan can do and stuff. We've seen him phase through stuff, but that's about it. And teleport. But, you know, she drops, she throws her coffee, water, whatever the hell, throws it at him. Obviously, it goes right through him. Smashes. So while he's trying to calm her down, you know, can't we talk? If you think there's a problem with my attitude, I'm prepared to discuss it. He, one of him, I guess I should say, brings the glass back up, puts it back together, fills it with the liquid, and he's holding it whole. He has, like, complete control over all matter, which is kind of freaking awesome. But um, I think one of the important things to go here, because one of the, kind of like the comedian... The ongoing thing with John over and over again that everyone says, we hear Laurie say it, we hear uh, Night Out or Rorschach say it, we hear the newspaper and uh, his old girlfriend Sally, I think is her name, what's her name? Uh, it is... Slater, Jenny, Jenny Slater. Yeah, Jenny Slater. Um, we hear her say, everyone thinks he has no emotion, he can't connect, he can't relate. Everyone thinks he's like just this disconnected robot. When this whole scene, not only is he trying to talk her down, he says, you know, I'm willing to, I'm prepared to discuss it if you think my attitude's off, if you, you see this as a nest, like, he's trying to connect in some way. So, I think, I think that's what I got. You know what it reminds me of? Like, someone with high-functioning autism. Yeah. Like, Neurotypical people are not quite understanding how he emotes, right. so they think he doesn't. Which... But he's doing his best to just kind because of, it's all he knows. He's very... I love him. I think he's great. He's my favorite. But that's not the point. I, I think that's really important to show you, obviously, because later in this we see him crack. That's really important to show you that the last two issues have told us he's a robot and he's not at yeah. all. Sure, he was working while banging his wife with his friend that was also him. But he was doing it because he loved her. He even says, you know, I'm sorry. I don't know what stimulates you anymore. Like, I thought you would enjoy this. I'm trying to get you to... I'm trying, yeah. Lori. Lori, I thought you'd enjoy it. I do try to please you. And, the, like, he's he's giving it his all. Two two times his all. He's giving it twice his all. More than any of us can say. Hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Hey, if I could, I would. Yeah, right? I, I think I would. If I could make two of me. Would I get jealous of me? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Huh. I'd be okay, because I'm like, oh, that's me. And he'd be like, oh, that's also me. Yeah, but, you, yeah, but, yeah, but you're single. 
So that'd be easy. Well, this, I mean, it's not like, uh, um, what was it, uh, Living With You, or no, Living With Yourself with right. Paul Rudd, where, I like, haven't... the other one of him is a clone, but has been genetically made better. Okay, so he has to be jealous. <laughs> so he is jealous of his better, better uh... self. Also, would it be weird to see your, your, the other woman making out with herself? That'd be weird. Would they even do it? Would I make out with myself for Franny? I mean, what kind of husband are you? Try to please. Would you not make out with yourself just to please your wife? I don't want to feel the... I'd shave first <laughs> and foremost. Maybe. Get oh, it. so you'd shave for making out with yourself but not making out with yeah, your wife. I have different standards, okay? <laughs> we hold ourselves accountable. I think I'd get a haircut. I think I'd make myself more presentable for myself. But me now, I don't think I'd do it. Kind of a uh, rough and tumble right now. I'm not really digging it. Like, I'm digging it, but I'm not d digging it for me. Does that make sense? Like, I, I like what I'm doing, but I wouldn't want the person on the other side to be doing what I'm doing. Which would be me. <laughs> so they would think the same thing. It wouldn't work. Yeah. It just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. I wouldn't make out with myself. <laughs> Yet. That's the key. Alright, on to the next thing. It's a good thought experiment. Yeah. I did look a bit forward, and most of this issue is the back and forth between two yeah. stories. I think that's going to be a trend nonstop. Like, every issue is going to have that, except for the next one, actually, which is my personal favorite issue of this book, because uh, issue four is when Dr. Manhattan's going through time, and it's wonderful. Going back in time. Mm, viewing time. Going uh, back in I'm time. I'm not going to... Dr. Manhattan cannot change time. Ooh, I'd, going ooh. back in time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I really needed that. And so what we see is, so she's storming out, and she's on the run, and what... It's and an SNL pit from the 80s. Okay, okay. The, the, good, the good old days. The glory days. Was the 80s the glory days? I feel like the 70s I mean, to early 80s, and it, then the late 80s well, to 90s. Well, early 80s was a complete mess, because there was like a year or two that where uh, Lorne Michaels wasn't there, and it fell apart. Oh. And so Lorne Michaels came back, fired everyone, Ooh. got a whole new crew in, and then later, later on, that's when you get uh, like... Murphy uh, and all them. Yep. Okay, that makes sense, because I know early 70s was the good stuff with, like, uh, Dan Aykroyd and uh, Steve, uh, the white-haired guy. Yeah. Uh, he's had white hair since he was, like, 22. Uh, Steve, Stone Cold Steve, no. Uh, Cheaper by the Dozen remake, uh, Pink Panther remake. Oh, uh, Martin. Martin! There it is! The two wild and crazy guys. That's, that's late 70s. The show started in 77. That's good stuff. Aykroyd, Martin... Chase. Yeah. Chevy, there you go. And then... Um, Martin Short. Oh, and, and Belushi, of course. Oh, gosh, yeah. The, they all left and did comedy. Shitty years. Then the late 80s is where you get yeah. the good stuff back. Yep. Uh, the Sandler, Murphy, uh, Farley. Spade. Spade. Schneider. Rock. Chris Rock. Oh, was, yeah, Chris, Chris Rock. Rock was part of SNL, wasn't he? Or was yeah. he always just like a guest? I think he was part of it. It's really confusing who actually was and wasn't. Yeah. And then also... I think the early 2000s is incredibly underrated for SNL, where you had, like, Chris Kattan, Will Ferrell, oh, Maya yeah. Rudolph, all those. Well, Maya stayed on forever, but... Um, Don't forget Tim Meadows. Tim Me I love Tim Meadows. My parents thought it was appropriate to get an eight-year-old ladies' man on DVD. <laughs> and I, I, was, I don't think I was eight. Maybe I was, like, ten. I, it was, I, had a, I got a new bike. 
So the bike's there under the tree, and in, in all around it are presents, and in the front it had one of those little shitty baskets things, like the little plastic ones that were... Because it was a boy's bike, it was the little narrow one that just went on the handlebars, not the big, like, wicker one, because gender stereotypes. And in it was a couple movies, one of which was Ladies Man. <laughs> and we watched it, and my parents didn't care. They were like, yeah, enjoy your oh. movie. Where he explicitly says, uh, what are your interests? I see it here, it says, dab it? Nah, that's the butt. But I also <laughs> like tennis. And little Kevin's like, oh, tennis. <laughs> you did it. Completely didn't notice he was talking about anal sex. Not even a little. Right past me. Oh, I just realized it's my job not to let you go on a tangent, but I started that you, tangent. Ru you ruined it. Oh, I ruined Straight it. Straight ruined. I ruined it so hard. Well, on a lighter the note, that's the butt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on a lighter note, the ladies uh, man. his ex-girlfriend has got cancer, and she's oh, yeah. very upset. She's the super bitto, bitto ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Bitto? Bitter. Bitter ex-girlfriend. Bitter bitto. as hell. A bitto bitty. Which I actually uh, tried a new beer last night, which was... Both sour and bitter. I'm interested. Does Cracker Barrel sell beer? I wouldn't I mind getting turned up at noon. Should we know. get turned? Should we go to a bar on a midday Sunday after Cracker Barrel? Have Jake drive us home. Oh, is Jake gonna be there? He's coming with us. Yeah, Christy don't want to go. Oh, sweet. Okay. This totally applies to the, the, the <laughs> podcast, so that's really good that we're doing this. Okay, so she is being interviewed by an unknown uh, uh, bureau. No, wait, bureau's not the right yeah, word. Yeah, Nova Express. Does it say Nova already? Yeah, you can see it in the... In the, in the oh, yes, but, but he doesn't say it. So another thing of, like, pay attention to what you're seeing. God damn it, I'm so dumb. I'm just a dunce. But she is, you know, going on and on about super, super resentful... Um, because we did find out earlier when Rorschach says, you know, Dr. Manhattan left her for the hotter young lady. She's going on, you know, he didn't connect to me emotionally, sexually. Uh, he dumped her three years later for this young girl. You know, oh, you have cancer. Yeah, that's why I don't care to smoke three packs a day. Why not? Fuck it. Yeah, because which actually um, is something that happens to everyone. I mean, I even talked to Jake about his dad, you know. Jake's dad smokes now, and his mom passed away from cancer, and his dad's just like... You know, if I lost her from cancer, what's going on? Like, it's super common. Just roll into cigarettes for, why not? Maybe I should get there. Should we start smoking? No. Okay. Thank you. This is why I need you around. You're my rock. I almost just picked up a pack today because of that. Now I won't. Like, uh, oh, if I'm really drunk, I'll, like, smoke tobacco, but, uh, it tastes like shit. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. I was just complaining for his podcast about having a cup of coffee this morning. Franny makes me... It was a joke a few months ago. I said, you got to make me a mocha, which is coffee and hot cocoa. Make me a mocha every weekend. So now she started doing it because she's the best woman in the world. But I don't like the smell. So I can only imagine cigarettes is that times like seven. Seven a fair, fair multiplier. Yeah. Because coffee's bad, but you at least know it's the coffee smell. Cigarettes just, just. Oh, I don't drink coffee either. Ugh. I don't drink coffee, but I'm getting there. I'll drink coffee. Caffeine. Uh, coffee. Coffee type things you know with added creams yeah. and all that for our viewers from other par parts of the country it's coffee coffee not coffee not coffee 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 how did i say it oh now i'm gonna be so you I said it right the first time okay. but now you're gonna question now yourself all and say over it wrong so she's on a bender she's just, she's just letting this guy know all of her displeasures with john and, and how bad their relationship probably was, even though it wasn't that bad. We'll find out later. They were super happy together. Um, 
And this newspaper is obviously taking it all, and they're going to release this big headline about oh, it. It does say on the next page, Nova Express. Oh, right there. Thank you, Miss Slayer, for helping Nova Express with these investigations. They're investigating the cancer that multiple people have gotten at this point. We don't know who, but um, clearly they're, they think he's tied to it in some way. And then the other frames uh, where we just see the visual is Lori leaving um, uh, John. John. A military base. Yep. Taking a cab, going out to Treasure Island. Yeah, what is that? Oh, that's just the next door, like, shop. Yeah. Um, With a big sign that says Nostalgia by Vite. That's his company. That N there is his big company. You'll see it on a couple issues, and I actually have, uh, not on the wall right now, I actually have some stuff from Doomsday Clock with that. That is super clever what they did in the show. Okay, I'll have to, hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Um, she's going to uh, Dan. Dan Dreiberg. Dreiberg. Night Owls. Bitch boy Dan. Oh my god, he looks pathetic. So anyway, she's like, oh, I'm glad I contacted me. I can't wait till people know I've been quiet for so long, being a bitch. Yeah, I said it. I, I said think it the movie made it. these characters look too hot. That's, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. This is a dull world. A dull, dead world. There's no hope. You have, like, the comedian who's supposed to be charismatic, like, one of the only handsome guys, but even he's rough. And then you have, like, Dan, who's a fat old sat sack. Manhattan is the peak. The show was like, the movie was like, hey, what if everybody was as buff as Dr. Manhattan? What if it was all hot people? Mm. Just looking sexy. Ooh, let's see some boobies. You see a lot of boobies in the movie. And they made his dong so big. Yeah, his dong's not big. Because yeah. the male dong's not just inherently big, okay? Yeah. It's fine to be average, all it right? Just, just doesn't flop around. Yeah. It's like, Bleh. Some of us are growers, not showers, okay? Geez. Yeah. Represent the rest of, of other people, not me, obviously. I'm doing just fine. By the way, I I'm moving. I saw a study and uh and they actually like took women's answers and then mapped it out on like graph yeah and the average for men so this is what at the very least half the population is Uh both the length and girth is unsatisfying so women have pretty much said that half of men have shitty dicks. Oh, I mean, it's a good thing I'm totally movie Manhattan then. <laughs> I'm rocking movie Manhattan. Not none of this comic book nonsense, which we do see for the first time in this issue. Yeah, we do. We finally get to see the blue dong. Um, so she, Laurie shows up to Dan's and he's just trying to, oh my God, a good friend stopped by. I wanted to see you and thank you for dinner. And he makes her coffee, which of course you get sad sack, Dan. He looks for sugar and he's like, oh, um, oh, I only have one cube. Is that okay? Should I go out? Should I? He's Ario Speedwagon in her right now, oh. as me and DJ would like to say. She, he's very like, um, I can do, I can do whatever you need. Just pay attention to me. I love you so much. He's also uh, getting his locks changed. Oh right, yeah, from when Rorschach, Rorschach kicked the door in, uh, which oh god, yeah, that's so great. Gordian Not Lock Company. Don't know if we've seen that before. We will again. I'm sure we will. But um, he's getting his locks changed, so he makes her some coffee, and then she just breaks down. She she lets him know oh, I left John. Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know who I am. I don't have no friends. All I know is these ex-superheroes, and you're the only one available, which is basically what she says, which is kind of fucked up. But anyways, um, she's like, you know, you're my only option. He's trying to talk her down. You know, oh, maybe it was just an argument. Maybe, maybe, Maybe it'll be fine. And again, this is what I thought was really good. It shows that people don't understand Manhattan at all. You know, she thinks, she's like, Dan, you don't know what it's like living with him. The way he looks at things, like, he can't remember what they are and doesn't particularly care. Like, in that issue, 
with that word, it's over Dr. Manhattan holding her brazier, like, staring at it. Not just holding it, not like, ooh, what what is this particular thing? Like, when you're six and you find your mommy's yeah, bra. He... It's not like that at all. He's, like, holding it and, like, reminiscing, and then he... He's very thoughtful looking. Yeah, and he sets it down next to him while he pulls out all of his clothes for his thing. Uh, like, she's just claiming he's this tool bag, when in reality, he's super... Well, pull out is a, a, a relative term, because he's right. just uh, using... Magics. Yeah, he's just teleca, te, yeah, telekinesizing it, telekinetically pulling it out. Yeah, sure, whatever. Telekineticizing it, telekinetically pulling it out. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. As one would, as <laughs> one would. And um, she, he's getting ready for his TV interview. Yeah, he has to use his hands to zip zip it up. But again, no, I think that's really important because that's part of the people claiming he's just like this unfeeling nonsense. It's like, no, he still is going to get himself ready. The stuff flying around him is no different than you picking it up off the shelf, because then he still fastens it himself. He fastens his zipper. He's doing his cufflinks when he teleports out. Uh, the tie does tie itself, but in his defense, tying a tie is a bitch, all right? If I could make it happen, I would. But it, I think it shows that he is aware of everything he has to do as a person. He's not just controlling everything around him. That glass Ooh. that broke... He could have left it broken on the ground, just like he's let a lot of other shit happen. No, he remade it because that's what you do. You clean up, and that's his version of cleaning up. I do like this very good transition where the previous story was uh, Jenny Slater talking to Nova, and we have the imagery of um, Lori going to Dan's. Right. And then that gets us into a solid page of dialogue between Dan and Lori. Right. And then the next page, it transitions into still their dialogue, but now we're seeing... Alternating. Now we're seeing Manhattan getting ready, as we were talking about, and then it will go into dialogue for Manhattan while Lori and Dan goes into pictures only. So right. that, that was like a very smooth, like, four-story transition. That takes place only in four, four pages? And even then, like, pages? yeah, so really this all began with the scene between Lori and Manhattan, and then it's just been fluidly transitioning from one right. story to the other and switching dialogue. And-, and it's not as aggressive as, like, I think the first issue maybe did it the most aggressive, and maybe that was a good thing to ease you into the book. But I think this is a, a yeah. much more This was much more transition. Yeah. yeah, it was really subtle, and I really like that. So, you know, he's like, um, Dan's getting ready to go to Hollis Mason's, and she's like, well, I'll walk you down. Why not? Uh, we'll, we'll go see what he's up to. I don't need to bother you with my stories. And Dr. Manhattan teleports himself to the to the news studio. Yeah, this... Another thing <clears throat> while that doing they, the cufflinks. Another thing while uh, that they do like two or three times is they'll use the dialogue of the other conversation to emphasize a scene change in the other scene. So... Right. Lori and Dan are talking about how... Uh, they're talking to the lock guy about getting a cab. And he's like, sometimes the cabs just disappear and getting from A to B takes forever. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got buddies like that, always turning up drunk, completely, completely out, out of the blue, and, and that's then, where Manhattan is. And he appears at the, the station. He, yeah, just right in the center, doing his cuffling like nothing happened. Yeah. Everything's fine. And everyone's like freaking out, what the fuck? Oh. And they're pointing out that maybe the streets aren't the best place to be, but Dan and, and Lori are like, eh, screw it, we'll walk anyways, I'm in a bad mood. But this is where some of that that glorious foreshadowing comes from. Uh, Doctor, you know, Doctor Osterman shows up, and the news or the TV head is pissed off that he didn't know about it, and they're like, "Well, he just kind of showed up. Not really anything I can do." And uh, you know, he could. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I skipped over the foreshadowing. 
on the panel where Dan and, and Lori are walking, there's a they're walking by the movie theater, which is an alien movie, and it says, uh, I feel sick, they're not paying me enough for this. They're not paying me enough to handle monsters from outer space. This lady, all of America loves Dr. Manhattan at this point in time. He's the savior. He's the nuke deterrent. She's calling him a monster from outer space. People clearly are not comfortable with him, even if he's believed to be the savior, which is, I, I don't know, I think that's kind of important, especially for the what's happening oh, when yeah. he's in the... We'll hear more of that when we get to uh, Under the Hood at the end of the issue. Exactly, yes, exactly. So Manhattan, he's like, oh, you, we don't have time for makeup. What are we going to do? Blue's too bright, and he tones it down. Is this dark enough for you? That right there, dark blue Manhattan with a black suit on is exactly why in the Watchmen show that blue hand from the trailer that picks up a blue mask off the ground from that when he's walking down the street and it's all fucking destroyed. That's Dr. Manhattan. You can't tell me it's not. I don't think they've shown it yet in an episode. It was only in the trailer, so you'll see it soon. That's Dr. Manhattan. He looks exactly like that. Oh, well, uh, you're talking about the show? Yeah, yeah. People keep telling me he's not going to be in the show, and I'm like, oh, he's going to be in the show. Every issue is, or every issue, every episode's kind of doing Dr. Manhattan stuff. There's uh, two episodes left, so... He'll be in there. I won't say anything. Have you seen that scene, at least, not telling me if he's walk if it's him or not? Uh... I'm not sure if I saw it this episode or in the preview for the next episode. Okay, I would believe it's in the preview for the next episode, but we'll see. We'll see. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Things oh. things are getting crazy. Yeah, I know. I really want to watch it. I was considering asking you if we should like start doing those episodes anyways just so I can watch it now, but we'll release them after this. I'm not worried about it. Continuing on. Oh, yeah. I'm down to do the episodes whenever. Um, so uh, he's going in, and he's getting briefed by the government like, hey, if they say this, don't say anything you know if they start talking about afghanistan leave it alone if you get don't get into any tight spots so oh i'll talk about it later when we actually get to the the scenes but uh remember afghanistan yeah remember it for, forever and always um so he's going in and they're gonna sit down and just have a nice interview where he lets some people from the fan or from the, the audience ask questions he even says i love this Forgive me, John, for asking this, but what's up, Doc? And the crowd laughs, haha. And he's just like, up is a relative concept. It has no intrinsic value. That's the kind of stuff that makes people think he's a piece of work. And that's fair. But that's just how he knows how to answer. Whatever. I just yeah. thought that was charming as hell. Maybe he hasn't seen Looney Tunes. Like, uh, he died and came back. No, Looney Tunes was around when he when he did his whole thing. It was in the 50s, and I think Looney Tunes started in, what, like the 40s? I don't know. Uh, that sounds about right. Right? So maybe. Doesn't matter. Hmm. Point is, um, while this is all happening in the background, there's no dialogue, so we can just explain it. Uh, they get led down an alley, Lori and Dan do, uh, by a couple of thugs, and they try to jump them, and things go really poorly for the thugs. They get the shit kicked out of them by Night Owl and Silk Spectre. Oh, yeah. This is, like, the one panel where he doesn't look like a sad sack of shit, and it's like... He takes off his glasses, puts them in the pocket, and he's like, oh, okay. He gets the tough guy face. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to fuck shit up. I'm like, like oh. His hair looks awesome. He stops sulking about everything. He's ready to kick some ass. Good for you. You don't look like an ugly, ugly sack, sad sack of shit this time. For one panel. Because immediately when it's over, look at the panel right there. No, he's like, oh. Yeah, he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. Oh, that was so crazy. Oh, I'm exhausted. Are you okay? It's been so long since I've done this. Oh. So they get he gets a basic question, you know, um, uh, fan asks, uh, Doc, if the Reds act up in Afghanistan, and he's just like, as far as I know, there's no situation in Afghanistan currently requiring my attentions, which he was specifically told to not pay attention to. 
Uh, so he's like, all right, let's keep it snappy, you, you know, more questions. And this is when the dude from Nova stands up and he starts pressing him about people in Dr. Manhattan's past that had cancer. Uh, Wally Weaver, which uh, you know a lot from the movie and later, we don't get to meet him until the next issue, actually. In the early 60s, he was Manhattan's buddy. He died of cancer in 71. Manhattan's, I know it. I was at the funeral. I'm really sad. Well, what about Mr. Edgar Jacoby, also known as Moloch? He has cancer. And he's like, oh, I didn't know about Moloch. And he's like, what uh, about Jenny Slater? I like how after he says Wally was a good friend, I attended his funeral, the Nova Express guy was like, really? Like... Yeah. yeah, they really think he's a robot. Well, that's like, Yeah, that's what they have to keep doing. They're just laying it on. That's like, we don't believe you about anything. You're just this douchebag. And then he's like, okay, well, what about Jenny Slater? You guys were romantic, and she has lung cancer, six years to live. And this is where you finally see, actually, in that panel, you see his face in this really small. He's like, what? Because no one told him, no one knew yeah. that Jenny Slater had cancer. So he's all confused. And now the guy leading the show is like, all right, all right, enough. Show's over, guys. Which coincides with the panel of uh, Dan and Lori finally yeah. be finishing beating everyone. Well, I like this one panel uh, in the bottom left where you could see how much upset he is by yeah. that. And he even can't, like, he's not formulating, kind of like when we pointed out when Rorschach was speaking properly in the past, he can't formulate his, like, like predisposed answers anymore. Janie, but I, I wasn't told. Are you suggesting? This is really important because he can see through all of time. We already know that. Lori pointed it out that you can see everything. Earlier in this... She, there's a thing that says she was pissed that he didn't stop JFK's assassination. How did you not stop that? You can see everything. So the fact that he doesn't know Jen, Jen, Jenny, I was going to say Janie, <laughs> like Alice like, uh, and Janie. Um, Jenny has a... No, he says Oh, Janie. it is Janie. Yeah. God damn it, I'm all over the place. The fact that he doesn't know is part of the whole, like, him not seeing into the future right now or maybe being too distracted with what he's got going on. He should definitely know that. Well, I think... If you can see through time, you actually have to, like, look. Exactly. Plus, there's so m there's over 7 billion people. You can't, like, look at the past and future of all of them all at he one time. He also can't see through time that he's not a part of. Oh. That's really important. He only sees his life. I mean, which makes sense. He can't just, like, look into a globe and be like, oh, over there, that's going on. He can only see his life and what people are telling him. He is not omniscient. He's omnipresent, I think, but not omniscient. Right? Is that uh, the difference? Omniscient means you're... Omniscient is knowing of everything. Omnipotent right. is all-powerful and omnipresent and is being everywhere. Okay, so he's not omnipresent. He's not omniscient. He's omnipotent. Yeah, he's omnipotent. There it is. Omnipotent. He's impotent. He's... he's. Which might be true. We haven't seen it. It's yeah. always it's always little. I mean, he looks pretty impotent when he's... Oh, like, come oh, on. Oh. So what's going on um, here is he's getting flustered. They're trying to shut it down, and everyone's harassing her, you know. Jem Vice with the Inquirers, did did you give uh, Miss Slater cancer? And let him go, and how does it know to feel you doomed a bunch of people? And John's like, no, please, if you let me through. Please, if everybody would just go away and leave me alone. And then my favorite panel, Dr. Man out and off to, I said leave me alone, which they did in the movie. This scene in the movie is Flawless. I mean, from the way you remember the movie, yep. the way they freaking made the reporter look, the the questions that are being asked, how quickly it all converges on them. They even do in the movie the back and forth, which I thought was great. It's not two separate scenes. Perfect part of the movie. But anyways, he teleports everyone out of the room, cameras and all. Everything's gone. He's just standing in an open studio now, um, and he's obviously pretty pissed off. 
So uh, John, we're back to Dan and, and Lori, and he's like, well, that was crazy. She's always like, oh, when the adrenaline wears off, I always feel kind of uh, loopy. I feel kind of goofy uh, about myself. So I, I think I'm just going to head on home now. You should go meet with Hollis. Well, she's going to a hotel. Right. Something normal. Um, and he's like, all right, well, I, t- I tried. I just want to be there for you and love you and be your best friend for well, I just, uh, I just thought I had a good enough good boy wanna... points for sex. Yeah, I thought we kicked the shit out of those guys together. It was yeah. really good. I made you coffee. I mean, come on. He was, he's, he's the best friend. He's the, the antiquated, uh, uh, friend zone guy. But in his defense, she's, she's going nuts. She's got a lot going on. She's got a lot on her plate. And he goes to see Hollis and Hollis is like, this is where he finds out. Hollis fills him in on what they just saw on the TV. Oh, oh. Before that, uh, in one of these uh, dialogueless panels, uh, you see on this billboard, Tearsman, and then you can't see all of it, but right when it says right, underneath it, it says wing. Right. People are, it's almost as if the right wing has always been accused of being crazy and power hungry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But we do now know that the new Frontiersman is a right wing paper. Exactly. Well, that is important. That is really good to know. Um, and he goes in and Hollis is, which Hollis is a good looking guy compared, look at Dan's face in that panel. Oh my God. Uh, He's letting him know, you know, and, and he's actually endearing of Dr. Manhattan. You know, you're not the only one. I've just been watching Doc Manhattan on TV. They just about crucified the poor guy. Because um, it showed the whole thing all the way up to the screen. And he's like, oh, you know, I, I had no idea. I was with Lori. She, she doesn't know yet. And Hollis says, well, she'll know soon enough. That show went on on primetime. The whole world will know soon enough. Which brings us back to the newspaper guy. Yep. You know, the guy who shows everything. And he's got a paper from the Nova Express that says, Dr. Manhattan, Cancer Link, New Evidence. Inside, Janie Slater speaks. Um, and we get more from the Black Freighter, which we'll get to in a minute. But... The most important part from all that, uh, <laughs> which I thought was great, because this is that night, it's raining, and the kid asks, hey, give me your hat, mister, I'm, I'm getting wet down here, and he says, no chance, I don't lend things, it's my philosophy. You know, every man for himself is his sort of thing going on. In a final analysis, and, go fuck yourself. Yeah, pretty much. And I also love that he points out uh, that like his big revelation from this whole story is his ex says they couldn't relate sexually. That means he's queer as a $3 bill. My wife, she fantasized about this creep. I suspect it all along. It's the typical, this guy's better than me. Gotta be a fault. Possibly homosexual. Yeah. We'll investigate later. Yeah, must investigate later. <laughs> it, it's just his usual, like, you know, defense mechanism of being a piece of shit, I guess. But what's really important here is Manhattan gets back to his apartment and they're painting a danger quarantine sign, the nuke sign, which we've seen twice now, and we will see once more. They're make everything in his room is going to be investigated. It's it's safety protocols. So, what's incorrect about this is uh, the symbol is black and the writing is red. They should both be magenta. Oh, good to know. Oh yeah, you worked with nuke stuff. Yep, yellow magenta is uh is the, the colors color. for radiological uh, areas. Areas. So he's like, oh, safety regulations, I see. It seems I'm incapable of cohabitating safely, either emotionally or physically. Super backhanded comment. <laughs> Super in their face. Uh, just tell Miss Jespesnik, I think it's Jespesnik, uh, and your superiors that I'm leaving. For Jespesic. Arizona, there's no end. Jespesic. Oh, you're right. Oh, my God. Uh, for Arizona, first, then I think Martin. He's like, aha, good one. All of a sudden, gone. The suit's on the ground. Body's entirely gone. Oh, that... that... 
Holy Christ, Sergeant, I got a message for you. That poor little private just like, uh... Which, I think the other oh, thing... sir, yeah. sir, <laughs> yeah, uh, I have some bad news. Uh, he goes to uh, this this test facility. It's uh, where they tested nuclear bombs. And he walks into a destroyed building. And on the court board, there's a picture of him and Janie Slater. He picks it up, walks out, looks to the sky where you see this red shining star, teleports away, and he goes to Mars. Which, which, again, it's worth noting, though, right before he teleports away, he looks into the sky, and he's very pleased. He's, like, at peace. He's like, you know what? Fuck this bitch, I'm out. And he's gone. Teleports right to Mars. Which, I think it's also kind of neat, and I don't know if it means anything. This is the only time it shows his teleportation as, like, a big, massive event. Oh, yeah. Like, his teleporting's always poof, poof, poof. But for whatever reason, when he goes to Mars, it's, like, this big orb, this red ring coming out of it. It's, it's almost like an explosion. You know, that's probably what's giving people cancer. No, like, but... Look how many fucking gammas are probably just radiating how, from that. How much does he teleport? I'm, I'm in a lot, I would assume. He seems like if he ever got in a car, he would be kind of yeah, busy. Like, if I had teleportation powers, I would never use a car. I wouldn't even get up to close the door. Yeah. I'd be like, poof, poof, close, poof, back. I'm like, I hope there's no one in the bathroom, because poof. Yeah, yeah. I should, so I'll show up and just see what happens. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm out of here, poof. <laughs> That's why you always poof into the bathroom, staring at the wall. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, poof. Anybody here? <laughs> then you turn around, and instead of walking to the toilet, you just teleport onto the toilet. I would never use my legs ever again, except for to stand. I wouldn't even use them to stand. I would teleport to the thing, but above where I need to be, so during my fall, I could grab what I needed and poof back out. <laughs> legs would be complete. I'd cut them off. Ooh, that would be hardcore. And actually... I could make it look like I was standing by just poof, 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 just teleporting instantaneously. That'd be tight. Uh, that'd be more work than just walking. Probably. Yeah, yeah. It but it would be cooler though. And you'd give everyone cancer. Well, of course, that's my goal. <laughs> we just take up smoking. Uh, so uh, this one, uh, we go back to it's daytime now, and we're back at the newsstand, and and his nigh guy is back getting another paper. And he's like, hey, did you see the new Frozen? Says it's the Russians that drove, Man drove Manhattan out. He says, what's next, you know? He says, hey, give me a Gazette as well. For whatever reason, he wants the other paper to read more news. And he's like, well, you know, uh, I see the end of the world didn't happen yesterday. And he goes, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? And that's the only thing that's said. And on the uh, newspaper he's handed, it says, Dr. Manhattan leaves Earth. Well, leave Earth, but I'm assuming the S is behind his hand. Uh, and we go back to the Black Freighter. And what's happening in the Black Freighter is... Uh, he decided to bury all the bodies, and while he's burying them, he's thinking about what could be happening to like his wife and children. He was like, "Oh man, I hope the uh, the Black Freighter doesn't show up and just yeah. kill all my family." Davidstown, in Davidstown, so he's he's dragging, cursing. I hoped my wife and daughter might be tucked in gentler hands when their turn came. So, I'm assuming he means like shot in the back of the head without knowing that they were gonna die. I don't know. Kind of a morose thing to think. But he's burying everything, and he and he even notices um, the bodies, they kind of filled with gas, and they're all starting to get kind of bloated and gross. Oh, yeah, they're so gross. So maybe he's just cleaning up and not actually being, like, respectful to the corpses, but whatever. Point is, digs out a huge grave and tosses all the bodies in it. Uh, so uh, this is where the kid's like, hey, or he's like, hey, kid, you're going to pay for that book? And uh, this kid, which there is signs in every comic book in Bam and stuff like, don't sit down and just read comics because they're short and you could sit there and read a comic in like 10, 15 minutes and not pay for it. And, you know, in theory, steal from your local comic book shop to a degree. So he's like, hey, you going to pay for that? Kid takes the time and reads the whole damn book. Hmm. So uh, Janie or Janie, Lori shows up 
to doc their apartment, their home, to find out everything is being scanned. That bra that he was looking at that was in the earlier in the issue is being put in a contaminated waste thing. And she's being accused by this government guy of, like, distressing him and causing this freak out. Which is fucking stupid. Like, I'm in big trouble. You're in big trouble. <laughs> We're all in big trouble. trouble. Yeah. In, so, in little China. And there, this exact same newspaper is being handed to Dan because uh, it says uh, Manhattan leaves Earth. Well, Rorschach is in Dan's house again. And he's like, but the lock. And he's like, yeah, get a new lock. <laughs> get a better lock. More <laughs> <Yeah>. expensive. <laughs> Uh, but he says, you know, the comedian murdered, Dr. Manhattan exiled, two of us gone, all within a week. Who's next? Or, who next? Vite, Jaspezic, me, you. By the way, new you. stronger lock. That new one broke after one shove. And he's like, my new lock. And the, the font is even, like, lighter. Oh, thinner, yeah. thinner font. Poor choice. Get more expensive one. Can't be too security conscious. Especially not these days. These days, nobody's safe. Be seeing Nobody. you. Thanks for the coffee and cereal. <laughs> he stole another meal, as he would, just like his can of beans he took last time. So, we're back to the Black Freighter. And, actually, we're at the end of the Black Freighter, because this is where we get the continued next month. Yep. He is literally just lamenting, uh, dreaming about the horrible, familiar screams of children, saw the Black Freighter bearing down on his loved ones, but powerless to stop it, continue next month. And this is where the kid's like, ah, shit, this book ain't even finished. I ain't paying for this. And also, I choose to think, so uh, the newspaper guy is explaining um, that superhero books used to be really popular back in the 40s. Oh, yeah. Um, before actual superheroes showed up. Superman, Flashman. Flash I choose to think it's not Flashman, it's actually Flash, but he's doing like, you know when your grandparents are yeah. like, hey, did you see that clip on the YouTube about that dog that was carrying the stick? And you're like... It's just YouTube, Mom. It's not the YouTube. The YouTube. But no, I, I, I prefer to think that he's just calling him Flash Man, Green Lantern Man, Wonder <laughs> Woman Man, all of them. Uh, also, interesting, only the DC Universe existed, apparently, in Watchmen. Hmm. Makes sense that it was released in DC, but it'd be cool for him to point out both, but whatever. No. Oh, it's sort of like how in the first Spider-Man movie, you're Superman, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or in, um, actually, the most recent issue of Thor that just came out, Superman and Wonder Woman both wield Mjolnir in this weird sort of... Uh, I'm not going to explain it. Anyways, hmm. Superman and Wonder Woman existed. There's proof in multiple comics all over. What Marvel and DC acknowledge each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they both exist in the same universe and stuff. Not counting the 90s amalgamum bullshit. I do know that there is, in one of the multiverses of Marvel, mm -hmm. uh, Stan Lee wrote a bunch of comics where he took he get he had permission to take dc uh heroes and write his own versions of them so there oh, is and they exist yeah. fully but aside from them the actual dc heroes exist in the marvel universe in some weird way it's hard to they they always kind of like sneak it in and i'm not sure how approved it is but um oh god what are they called they're called like the just it's not the, it's like the it's not Justice League, it's like the Justice People or the Justice... No, because the Justice Society is an actual thing, but it's it's Justice something, and it's very clearly Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash. Like, you can't even... It's them. Um, even Hawkman's there, which in DC's... Or in Marvel's called, like, Hawk Guy or, or just The Hawk or something like that. Um, anyways, so <laughs> now this newspaper guy's had a real change of heart. He's reading a newspaper that says Russians invade Afghanistan. And you don't see that yet. I jumped ahead a little bit yeah. too far because he just received the shipment. But by reading the first thing that comes off his shipment, he's terrified. He says, let's see what's happening in the world this fine Sunday. No oh, oh, Jesus. Jesus. Um, he gives the kid 
his hat, and he says, here, you can keep it. Go on home. Get safe with your mom. And he's like, I mean, I'm, or he says, I mean, I mean, we all got to look out for each other, don't we? I mean, that's my philosophy. He is clearly at a change of heart because Russians invade Afghanistan, and he says, in a final, in a final analysis, uh, for, I mean, life's too short. And we go and we get to see Dr. Manhattan walking on Mars and Nixon and the boys running all these analyses, analyses of what will happen from an actual nuclear war. Because with Manhattan gone, everyone knows Manhattan left Earth. Russia is invading Afghanistan. They're going to invade uh, down into Pakistan. They're going to take all of Western Europe. Can we blow them off the face of this Earth before we die? Okay, so I mentioned this before, but now is the time to bring it up. Uh, the scary part about this, if you think about it, if you're reading this when it, the, it first came out in 85, uh -huh. like, Russians invading Afghanistan, that actually happened. Oh, like in 85 or a little before, a little after? I'd have to look up the year, yeah. but, uh... It was 80s. Yeah, uh, Russia invaded Afghanistan, and that's how, uh, the Mujahideen uh -huh. uh, came about. We funded, uh, the... Uh, groups, militant groups. Yeah, the militant groups in Afghanistan to fight off the Russians, and a splinter of that would become the Taliban at some point. Jesus. Well, yeah. So that I'm, was a real event. I'm actually almost certain that that's probably where that came before this, because I know it's always talked about the fact that this was a direct reflection of the Cold War. Like, hey, the world's yep. fucked up, and check us out. And I know Doomsday Clock is specifically doing it with um, Russia and Trump. They use that in Doomsday Clock all the time because Jeff Johns said. Al Moore told a story about that political climate. I thought it was finally time to go back to it. So I would believe that. So, yeah, they take over that. They say, you know, we have a 54% chance. They're running all sorts of stats. We have a 54% chance of wiping them out before half their birds are airborne. Nixon's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, they would probably take out uh, Boston, New York, Baltimore, Washington. They would take out the entire East Coast. And he's like, all right, what's the nuclear drift of that? And said, so, well, we anticipate the wind patterns. Mexico would get the worst of it. We could probably salvage the farm belt. And then this is where it wraps up nice. During all of this, Manhattan is by himself just walking along Mars, kind of enjoying the scenery, quote-unquote. And he says, losing the East Coast, uh, we'd need to. I don't know. I'd always kind of hoped that the big decision would rest with somebody else. This is going to take some thinking about. And then he goes... It's like old naval battles. So much depends upon a quirk of the wind. The wind's a force of nature. It's totally impartial, totally indifferent. And it's Dr. Manhattan looking down at his picture, like basically losing his humanity. This was me when I was a human, when I was normal, and Janie happy. And he says, um, I think we'll give it a week, gentlemen, before bringing our big guns out. And after that, humanity is in the hands of a higher authority of mine. At that time, the picture is in Dr. John, I mean, Dr. Manhattan's hand. Let's just hope he's on our side. And it's Dr. Manhattan sitting on a rock looking pleased with himself. Like, he's just, he's content. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, I, let me get the quote. Yeah, we forgot to mention it, you know, at the beginning, but the name of this issue is The Judge of oh, no, All the Earth. Oh, yeah, I said that. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Okay, and good. the quote is from Genesis chapter 18, verse 25. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And it's Dr. Manhattan. Without him, he was the ultimate weapon. Without him, I mean... There's no positive from nuclear war. And I, and then it's even, like, more unnerving because they're just giving you percentages. It's only a 54% chance of wiping them out before half their birds are airborne. So we're guaranteeing half their birds are airborne no matter what, but we're giving ourselves a, 50 per, a, a coin flip 
of taking them out before any more happens. It, it's not looking good. Yeah. Which, the end of the issue brings the, the blood down the page a little bit Ooh, farther. Yeah. And we have another chapter of Under the Hood, which I think I need to amend a statement I had before. Oh. I may have read this, because this picture of Hooded Justice and Rolf Mueller, mm -hmm. I remember that for some reason. That, that's, I mean, well, this one was actually, most of these have had multiple, like, images and, like, newspaper clippings. This is, like, one of the only pictures we get besides the first one. Um, yeah, there, the, his, this whole section is about... The end of superheroes. So half of it is him just literally lamenting about like, we knew we were being ousted. It felt terrible. What do you do with your life when everything you've done is taken from you? Like it's gone. Do you say goodbye? Which is actually really important. That's kind of a reflection on like the relationship status of Manhattan and the people around him. Like, when do you know to say goodbye? And he thinks, you know, he did it at the right time, but maybe not early enough because other people had already done it. And the other half of it is talking about hooded justice he's the only one who refused to uh yeah do uh, the inter invest in interrogations over our masked heroes helping or hurting us are they working for the russians or ourselves yeah as a part of the un-american activities committee so right. this was during the height of mccarthyism yep. who uh, the red uh, scare rest in hell you piece of shit oh good he's dead of course he's dead it was yeah. the 50s and yeah. he was an old piece of shit at that point too yeah yeah he's an awful human being who uh really horribly changed the political climate of our country but and many other things. Um, so the Hooded Justice uh, was the only one who refused because he wouldn't let anyone know where he was, and he just literally disappeared, which he says is just taking your mask And then, uh, yeah, Mason says there's a lot of coincidences between him and a uh, man named Rolf Mueller, who was a strong circus man. strongman from uh, eastern Germany, who... Disappeared at the same time. Who disappeared. They found a body. They weren't sure it was him, but there was a really likely chance that it was Rolf. Mm -hmm. it, and it happened the same time that Hooded Justice disappeared. Yeah. There was uh, suggestions that he may have been working for uh, the Russians. And uh, and there was his own people that killed him. Because there was a bullet to the head, just straight through the head. Uh, executed by his own red superiors. Implied, sorry, that he was executed by his own red superiors. Um, which again, if it's the Red Scare, I feel like that's just a, I, I don't believe that. If I was to keep going in the book and you kind of build your own mythology around it, I don't believe that Mueller and him are the same person. Yeah. And I also don't necessarily care how Mueller died or what it was by, because it feels like it's laying the groundwork that this was obvious during communisms. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. Red Scare is the name of one of the detectives in the show. Really? Yeah, he's a Russian who his costume is a red Adidas track shoot with a red ski mask, and his name is Red Scare. And he, is he intimidating at all, or is he goofy? Uh, intimidating but goofy. Love it. So. Like, imagine Jimmy's character in, uh, like, uh... <laughs> like, uh, masks? And yeah, yeah, yeah masks. Yeah, masks with the red scene. Maybe he'll update his look. Uh, but yeah, that's that whole Under the Red Hood. It's, it's actually, like, one of the more dense ones, and it's just, I mean, the entire last two pages are just kind of him going over, like... Beatniks, jazz musicians, yeah. poets... Oh, yeah. Oh, this, Elvis Presley, I rock actually and thought, roll. I thought that was really good, and is super applicable to today. Oh, yeah, we gotta wrap up. Super applicable today. He's basically saying, like, we had a time where we thought the world was perfect. We finished the war, everyone was happy, then people started indulging in their tastes, and, and this the is world's just, going to hell. Yeah, it's just a reflection of uh, Amer American history at this point. Yeah, exactly. You know, if something doesn't attune to whatever the strongest guy says, then we curse it to the wind. 
you know, um, like, because Elvis Presley was super controversial in this time. Oh, you yeah. Know, hip just jousting everywhere, and everyone's like, oh, this, he's just sex, and we don't need people seeing this, and he's perverting the American that, culture. And he played the Negro music. Yeah, yeah, well, how could he do that? So, it's just, Hollis Mason's a little bit of a bad guy. But, just a little bit. He does have, like, a pretty good point about uh, Manhattan, because mm -hmm. he mentions that by the time he retired, Doc, uh, Dr. Manhattan and Ozzy Mandias both showed up. And this, uh, let's see, it's a strange feeling. The first time you meet him, your brain wants to scream, blow a fuse, and shut oh. itself down immediately, refusing to accept that he exists. This lasts for a couple of minutes, at which time he's still there and hasn't gone away. And in the end, you just accept him because he's standing there and talking to you. And after a while, it almost seems normal. Almost. almost. Yeah, he has to tape it on. Yeah, that is a good point, because the whole issue was about that, as you are saying. And even his coworker, even the guy who did stuff with him and helped inspire him and create him, is like, oof, something's, something's not right here. Nobody trusts him, and that's why he leaves. I mean, that never goes away. It's never accepted. The book's all about paranoia and anxiety and all that kind of shit anyways, so. Um, okay, sorry about the heisened wrapped up, but we that was a weird string of words Hasten. I tried to do. There you go. We gotta close it down, because we got things to do, but chapter three of Watchmen successfully analyzed. And I chose to say it that way. I know it's Anal. In a final analysis. Oh, shit! That's what the episode's called. I love it. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Man of the Machine. I'm Kevin. And I'm Craig. Thanks for listening. I was busy dreaming about taking you apart. And as you can see,